evening and welcome to episode five of In at the Side. I'm joined by regular Neil Williamson, our guest host again. He's managed to talk himself on again, JK. And what's winger Marcus Watson? How are you doing this evening, Marcus? Yeah, pretty good. Just had dinner and um, pretty much got into a routine now in this self-isolation. So just stuck to that for the day. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think the first question is, what is the dinner of a Premiership rugby player? Dinner? <laughs> um... It varies quite a lot, to be honest, but uh, today was pretty basic. Some pasta, um, but uh, yeah, we got a pretty good nutritionist, actually, called Chris Lowe, who's literally just texted me now, which is pretty weird. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he he helps us a lot with, uh, with certain things, because obviously there's going to be certain people who have sort of different needs, if you know what I mean. You've got somebody like, uh, who am I going to throw under the bus here? Someone like a Kieran Brooks, who probably is going to be eating fairly differently to to myself and then somebody who's absolutely shredded like a um a Dan Robson or a Josh Bassett might be a little bit different as well. <laughs> and, and have Wolf set you any any targets, any requirements to hit whilst you're off, whilst you're in the in limbo if, if you like? Um it was a really strange sort of thing to be honest. I think it's probably pretty similar with everyone, but we had training on Monday expecting to play Northampton on the weekend. Um we turned up on Monday pretty much knowing we weren't going to play that game. Yeah. But um, nothing had been confirmed yet. And then we sort of went home and just get a sort of a text from our team manager, just basically saying, you know, game's off this weekend and not to come back in um, for the foreseeable future. So all that's been kind of done is we've been sort of split up into different WhatsApp groups and our S&C coaches have given us some sort of home workouts to do. Um, yeah. And I've tried to steal as much kit from Wasp as I can to have, <laughs> to have at home. Um, so yeah, just trying to sort of get through that at the moment. So, where do you think the season is going to go? Obviously, there's been an announcement today. Obviously, it's been postponed for now, but they are very much intending on finishing the season. You know, the knock-on effect that's going to have moving on to next season. You know, how do you think clubs are going to deal with that? Yeah, it's a really strange one because, to be honest, we hadn't really been told anything, but. I kind of just assumed the season was probably going to be over, to be honest. Like, yeah. you know, we don't know when we're going to be back into training. We still don't know when games are. Um, but I don't know how many weeks we've been off now. Two, I think only two, actually, or three. But, yeah, obviously that big delay would kind of have gone into the off-season or our sort of off-season break. Um, so I wasn't too sure that the season was going to go on. But it looks like that Premiership obviously trying their best to make that happen. And the only way I can see that really working is that we sort of go back, boys will have to probably train with their clubs for two weeks to just kind of recondition a little bit instead of going straight back into games. Yeah. And and then I imagine what's probably going to happen is that um, there's just going to be a much shorter off-season. I think we'll literally probably, um, this is just a complete guess, but my thought would be that we'd probably finish the season, have maybe a week or two off and then... Um, and then probably a week or two weeks of pre-season and straight back into premiership games, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's got to be a little bit tougher, given the fact, obviously, Dai is not long left, and obviously Lee coming in. Yeah. That must be a hell of a lot of change. And then, obviously, this happening, Lee's got it kind of his work cut out for him, currently, <laughs> especially having to kind of interact with you guys and get himself integrated with you guys quite quickly, but at the same time, he's having to do it remotely. Yeah, it's, to be honest, it's been it's been a pretty because uh, Lee was sort of head coach anyway. Um, 
or backs coach and sort of led a lot of the sessions. There hasn't been, a, and he knew us all pretty well, there hasn't been a massive, massive change, which has been pretty positive. The only disappointing thing is that we started playing really well and then the season's obviously mm-hmm. been, um, been paused, which isn't ideal, you know. We would like to have kept some of that sort of momentum going in, but um, the only thing I can base it on is where we were at um, before this and, you know, we are in a pretty good place, so... Mm. If the season does start again, I'd like to think that that would carry on, really. Excellent. Yeah, thanks, Pete. So, so, go on, JK. That's, that's, no, sorry, it's myself. Uh, sorry, on the seven side of things, obviously, we, um, we're all uh, associated with Dodger Sevens. Mm. You were kind enough to do us a support video for men's mental health that we're supporting, obviously. Um, obviously, we're, we're all pretty much resigned to the fact the Premiership's going to be over for the season now. What about sevens? Do you think is there any chance for sevens this summer, or do you think that's pretty much a no-go as well? Yeah, that's probably even more confusing than the Prem at the moment, especially with obviously the Olympics. I've been speaking to Rich De Carpentier and uh, Dan Norton over the last couple of days, and they, they don't really know what's going on either. I think that's probably more up in the air at the moment than the Premiership, just because yeah. obviously there was a huge build-up to the Olympics, and it's pretty brutal for them to be honest by the fact that. That was like, you know, the big carrot sort of at the end of the season. Now they don't even know when that's going to be. Some of them, I think, are out of contract at the end of the year. Um, so there's a lot to sort out on a sevens front. Um, but I, I, I think something came out today about uh, FIRA, the European tournament. I didn't actually read exactly what it said, but I think it might have said that that, as long as obviously things clear up, that there might be that tournament in the summer. Mm-hmm. So um, I would imagine boys would probably, you know, go straight into that after sort of not playing for so long. It would be a good thing to just get back yeah. on the pitch. Um, yeah, the cobwebs out. Yeah, exactly. So if I read that right, I think that's probably the plan. Perfect. So you were looking to put your name back in the ring for the sevens, sevens set-up any time in the future then? Uh, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm always sort of available for it, to be honest. I, I love sevens, but... Um... The Dodgers sevens, guys, you've already read that. You know, more of a case of whether I'd be allowed to play or not, really. Um, I think it was one of those things some people have kind of asked if uh, I'd like to go back, well, if I could go back to the Olympic, obviously the I'd like to, of course I would, anyone would. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I, so in all honesty, I did one season out of sevens to then go back into the GB training camp. And I kind of thought, I'd gone from sevens and I wasn't the fittest in the team by any stretch of the imagination, but I kind of got myself up there as to, you know, in sort of a decent, in decent shape. And I'd gone to 15s and I'd felt pretty good about myself in some of the fitness tests compared to some of the boys, uh, 15s boys. And then I did that for one season, went back to sevens and I was rock bottom again. Like fitness levels is just so different. Um, And now after how many years out now? Four, yeah, well, nearly four years out. um, It would take me some serious practice or fitness to get back to it. I'm willing to work, but... Um, I'd need a, I'd need a bit more time I think than just a 12 week camp. That's fine. We we were, we would be happy to give you some seven <laughs> um, game time just to get you back into the the pro. Well, we were speaking to, uh, to Dallin to Dallin Stanford the other week and um, he he said exactly that. He said players and um, from from his experience and players that he known, he said sevens players can go to 15s very very easily, but coming back is another story altogether. 
yeah. um, because of the, the fitness involved and the different skill sets and and everything. So uh, you know, to have to have both of those strings to your bow is is, is something else altogether. <laughs> no, I'd agree. Actually, I think. I, I would say that it's not like a sort of an, e I think it's also definitely a lot easier in certain positions. Um, uh, it goes without saying that you're not going to get a front row that's going to go straight from sevens and go straight into fifteens and, and go well. But I think especially for a back three player, um, it, sh it should be in theory a, pr a more seamless switch to go from sevens to fifteens to in a yeah. way in terms of the physical aspects. Yeah. I, I think um, sort of positionally you'd have to learn that, but, it shouldn't it wouldn't take too long if you know what i mean but whereas the switch from going from 15 to sevens it's just it's just a fitness side point of view and and also something as small as just just catch passing it sounds so simple but it's so so different in sevens you've got to be just little things if you pass it a little bit behind someone like obviously you've got someone like dan norton outside of you and he's got a bit of space you want to hit it right in front of him because that can yeah. be the kind of difference um and you don't necessarily i think was are pretty good at it at the moment especially with um with lee is pretty good at getting us to work on our skills and stuff but sometimes you definitely work on your skills more in sevens and you've just got a bit more time and space but yeah that like you're saying with that skills element um it's definitely just as important if not more in sevens so you mentioned obviously with lee there um, with Lee now at the helm, given the fact that he was the ex-bats coach could we see we seeing a lot of the uh, the forwards kind of honing in on those skills uh, ready for the Premiership and having a bit more mobile, passing, um, free-flowing play that Wasps of old used to be like. Yeah. Obviously, you, you see a lot like Northampton and Leicester are kind of getting into that kind of throes of using the forwards as extra pivot men. Are we going to see a lot of that with Wasps now Lee's at the helm? Yeah, I think exactly, exactly like you said, Lee, Lee's big on his skills. So it's our defence coach as well, who, who's an ex-sort of attack coach. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we, we've got, when, when you look at some of our sort of um, forwards, we've got sort of Nizam Carr, Thomas Young, who could easily slip in the backs, to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Lee's, Lee's put a big emphasis on playing like sort of exactly like you said, like the Wasps way, which is, or the Wasps way of old almost, when um, sort of three, four years ago, when the boys got to the um, Prem final, yeah. uh, scoring tries from sort of in our 22 and, and all kinds of stuff like that with some pretty skillful play. Uh, you know, I'd like to think if you sort of from our last three, four games, it kind of brought a little bit of that back, to be honest. Scored quite a few tries and, and yeah. played pretty well. You know, we've got a youngster at 10, Jacob Umaga, who's, who's on fire at the moment. Um, yeah, Jack Willis is one of the biggest freaks I've ever played with. So, you know, we've got some talented players. Um, and I think the last couple of games we've been expressing ourselves a little bit. That's good to see. So obviously, just coming back to the sevens point, obviously you talked about the skill, skill level, importance, and the fitness. Do you think there's any other barriers as to why we don't see more sevens players transitioning across to the Premiership and Championship? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think when you look at, um, if you look at sort of New Zealand, you look at their fifteens team. Yeah. There's so many of them that play sevens. Mm. Um, and they kind of use they use it much more of a pathway than than I'd say we we do now. Yeah, there's a bit more of a big separation. Like Rory McConaughey is a big sort of um, uh, since he has been the sort of the dual 15s and sevens players represented England. I don't know who the last one was, but it would have been probably quite a long time ago. Whereas you look at New Zealand, there's like half their team. I think over half their team, including their forwards, have all sort of played sevens. 
I just think there's that big separation right now just between sort of sevens and fifteens, which makes it a lot more difficult to kind of um, transfer over. And then obviously there's a contractual element of it, which is um, which is pretty complicated because to play sevens, you'll obviously have to get um, allowed from your club. Yeah. Some I, I don't know if some I think some some clubs have a have a strange view on sevens and don't see it as being as um, uh, sort of as progressive as I probably would myself. If I was a youngster now, I'd love to play sevens at the start of my career uh, yeah. for a year or two and then come sort of play some 15s, try and do a bit of both. But yeah. managed, it's got to be managed pretty well because that's another thing that's tough is I've done it before one season where I was sort of contracted to, I had one season at Saracens when I was 19 and I was sort of contracted with Saracens and Sevens. And to be honest, that ended up horribly because I was kind of, you've almost, Saracens kind of want you to train, Sevens want you to train. So you're kind of going between two. You don't really get too much rest. And as a youngster, you want to train as much as you can. You kind of end up getting run into the ground. So if there was a way that could be, done properly I think it would be such a good tool to have some of the youngsters going someone like Rico Ioannis you know I think he'd be the one that tell you Sevens has done him a massive amount of good yeah. well it does it, it hones, at the end of the day it hones your skills and it gives you newer skills you, you generally have you look at I say in the amateur slash semi-pro leagues some people mm. can't pass off their opposite hand yeah, exactly. Obviously in sevens, it is one of the most fundamental things that you have to do. 100%. And obviously, if you can, if you take transition out into fifteens, or you've got a full back line who can pass off both hands, automatically from a simple skills level, you you kind of got one up on an opposite team who can only pass off one. Yeah, completely agree. And then it's it's even just a simple thing of one confidence because, like you said, someone might not be as great at passing off one side and the other. They play a fifteens game someone's wide open and they might just tuck and go because they don't have the confidence to throw that pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big thing which doesn't really get talked about that much is, so I'll use Rico Iwani as an example again. He's 17, playing in Wellington in a packed out final against England. Um, he's been talked about loads. And then, so he's had that sort of experience of big game or sort of playing in front of big crowds. And then two, three years later, He's 19 and everyone's talking about how young he is and he's playing against the Lions. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a difference, obviously. But at the same time, he's, he's 19. People would have talked about him before the game saying he's not really felt that much pressure before, not played in front of a big crowd. But actually, he, he has. Um, and he's at 19 and he's had that experience already. Yeah. Do you find in sevens, um, you're more willing to try the cheeky shots, the cheeky chips, the... The things that wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't even dream of trying in fifteen. Do you think that's 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 part of the uh, as you Yeah, yeah. No, I'd say there's probably an element of that to be honest, because with fifteens it's it's uh, obviously it's a lot more tactical, and you've got yeah. your you've got your um, your talk about certain things. You have a whole week and you talk about one certain team, and sometimes that can be almost one thing about a team. Um, Whereas sevens, you're definitely doing your reviews, but you won't have that long to do them sometimes because you don't know who you're going to play against. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the same time, you can't really do the, those reviews because as you're, on the seven circuit, it's completely different. It's one team, one New Zealand team will be fantastic the week before. Exactly. Week after, they won't even get out of the group stages. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then also, there's there's teams don't do that much different in in sevens. Is a lot of it is simply about one person trying to beat another person and that happens in loads of different ways but there's rarely 
you don't have to talk about the kicking battle. You don't have to talk about aerial stuff. It's pretty much um, can you beat man? Can you tackle Dan Norton in space and let him? (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, sometimes it can be that simple. Hit it up twice and give it to Dan. (laughs) Exactly, and like, and obviously when you're talking about uh, trying things, I think um, it kind of brings it out of you sometimes anyway, because you. A lot of the time you play, if you're a, if you enjoy attacking rugby, you'll probably like sevens, and those kind of I feel like this is probably a very general assumption, but those kind of players are probably the more likely ones to try those kinds of things as well. If you look at somebody like Quay Cooper, who's all over the internet at the moment for his like oh. backwards NFL oh, yeah. that he's been doing. What the hell was that? Was disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting behavior. That's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Ridiculous. But like, obviously, he's he's up there with probably one of the biggest Mavericks around. And he was pretty interested in sevens as well. I just feel like with sort of certain done. personalities, it kind of How goes together. Hasn't. Yeah, I know. I don't know. He yeah. would have absolutely tore, especially in his younger years when he was a lot fitter, he'd have torn teams. Well, that, that's a perfect example of someone who probably just needed a bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think now he could keep up with the pace. I think yeah. the pace of it all is going to be a bit difficult for Quaid. He'd be there more yeah. on the pivot and to do those cheeky shots. But as a general full season, he'd probably burn out halfway through <laughs> and he's done. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, if he played, if he played when he was probably, a, you know, a bit younger, oh. you know, you give him once, it a... might take him a season, maybe a season and a bit, but he'd probably get, he'd, he'd get there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, just sticking last part of the transition, I want to do a little thing. So, mm. JK, if you could pick one player from what you think would be suited to moving over to the seven circuit, and then Marcus, if you could pick one as well, just compare your answers and see see where your heads are at. Sorry, from one boss player to go sevens? Yeah. And why? Jesus. Sorry to excuse you, Neil, but I don't think you'd know any players. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, Mr. Mr. Running Fast. And, and <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. One for me, which is uh, someone who hasn't actually played for, for us 15s wise because he did his ACL in the sevens, um, is Ben Velikov. Um, I think he would be quality at, like, at um, sevens. I think he'd be able to... He'd be one that wouldn't take that long, I don't think, to be able to do the transition because he's so fit, um, he's rapid, and the thing that would make his point of difference, which is obviously point of difference quite a lot of sevens players, but his footwork is one of the best I've one of the best I've ever mm. seen. Um, so when he's back fit, which he is now, so hopefully we'll finish off the season, I think you'll see some pretty impressive stuff from him, 15s wise. But yeah, on a sevens pitch, he's going to be hard to tackle. See, I think from a playmaking sort of view and a kind of quick ball, Dan Robson would be quite yeah. happy. Yeah. Just from that sky from the size. And Marga with he's just he's just his rugby brain is just mental. I just yeah. don't know what Good. some of the stuff he's doing. So yeah. either all an M2 transitioning across would be quite easy just from that pivot play. Yeah, I think so as well. Hmm. So the question I wanted to ask you from a hypothetical sense, imagine the Olympics is going ahead. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Lions tour is going ahead. Now, you can Which they are one. next year. Say again. Which they are next year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> JK, you can't interrupt in mid-flow. Um, yeah, that's it. You know, you don't interrupt my mojo. Um, if you have a chance of winning Olympic gold in seventh yeah. or beating and, and guaranteed to beat in South Africa in the Lions Tour, which one would you choose? Uh, 
I've been, <laughs> I've been asked this question before, basically being like, would you want to be in your brother's shoes or yours in terms of the Olympics or the Lions? And I was like, it was a pretty tough one for me. But what I ended up saying is to win gold would be unbelievable. Um, yeah. And I think to yeah. say you're an Olympic gold medalist is something that everybody sort of is just, it's like the epitome of sport almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, So I'd probably go with that one. Yeah. So we yeah. talked about your brother. Who's, who's got the better step? Who's got the better step? Yeah, who uh, breaks ankles better? Um... Oh, that's a pretty tough question. Do you know, you know, <laughs> normally, what as well? normally it would be who's the better winger? I think um, the easy way to answer this for me is I've got a better left foot step and he's got a better right foot <laughs> step. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, what you're saying is you used On to tear up the three leg space at school. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's weird that I prefer stepping on my left, he prefers stepping on his right, and then our youngest brother doesn't really have a preference, kind of goes off both. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. See, now, now, we need to get, now we need to get both of the brothers on here so we can ask them the same question and see if we can tally up. We'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> say different things. So, exactly. Obviously, we're all in lockdown at the moment. Um, now, this is more aimed towards grassroots players, not obviously professionals or you know, semi-professional players, but <laughs> do you have any tips for players to remain fit or to hone the skills whilst in lockdown? Um, yeah, to be honest, I would say a big thing we've kind of been told the RPA have helped us massively because obviously pretty uncertain times, there'll be a lot of sort of um, anxious rugby players around not exactly knowing what to do, especially um, some boys are out of contract at the moment. So, you know, that's going to be pretty tough times. But um the one thing that's definitely helped me is just go back to set up a bit of a routine, I'd say. Um, Obviously now there's nothing really to do at home. So I've kind of had, um, I've just set out a routine and I pretty much do that every day. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of, when you finish your, when you finish your day, you kind of then for me anyway, I know if I've done sort of the right things just because I've got a bit of a tick list now where I can be like, okay, I've done that. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that. Whereas if I didn't sort of have a routine in my head, I'd kind of be probably coming to the end of the day thinking, what could I or should I have done? Whereas I kind of just have it written down and I know exactly what I need to do. And um, I've got a bit of a plan now. Mm -hmm. And what have you been doing to keep yourself busy outside outside of rugby training and things like that? Um, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been... The Tiger King? Yeah, I watched that one. Some <laughs> some of the some of the memes and stuff on the internet of that yeah. is the, so funny. Um, you want to see one of the one of see one of the rugby uh, rugby teams whose lad is uh, currently for charity turning himself into the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. That's ridiculous. I'm trying to get some of the boys to shave their hair like him. Um, well, but yeah, we'll see how that we'll, goes. We'll see if you you have to, you know what you have to do. You have to do it first. Yeah, that's the problem. I've been trying to. That's exactly the response I've been getting for boys. I've been like, I've been trying to grow some long dreadlocks here, and people are trying to get me to straight, <laughs> straight up. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been reading a couple of books, doing some sort of home workouts, and I've got a little dog who I've um, who's perfect right now to be honest. Just being able to take him out for a couple of walks. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of 
of uh, of walking at all. But uh, <laughs> right now, it's, it feels pretty nice to just go outside, to be honest. And the opportunity. Yeah, imagine, what what breed have you got? Uh, I've got a little French bulldog. Oh, nice. Yeah. And with that, obviously, um, you guys are in lockdown. You guys are used to training day in, day out. And you're now you're kind of not, you're stuck inside and doing things remotely. And obviously that's going to have a strain uh, mentally on you guys. Yeah. What, how, how are you guys combating that as a, as a team and getting through it? And what things have Wasp's got in place that kind of help you guys to keep your minds active? Yeah, I think one thing Wasp have been helpful with as well is um, we've just got a message now saying like, uh, if boys want to pick up some, some gear, they're going to, you know, they have to text in. Um, arrange time and come and pick up some stuff because um, obviously at home I don't really have I've, I've only got sort of rehab stuff I don't really have any weights or anything like that so I yeah. managed to get a couple of things from the club which has been really helpful um, our RPA rep Charlie Matthews has been awesome with sort of um, getting the RPA to help us look at certain things as a few sort of free online courses that some boys um, have been sort of undertaking and uh, also, along with that, on sort of the mental health side of things, we've been sort of sent through um, sort of different articles to read from uh, from different doctors, kind of explaining what would be sort of our ideal thing to be doing right now in terms of just trying to keep ourselves active. Because um, a lot of people, uh, it's perfect time for a lot of people to be worrying, especially about next year or not knowing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of articles trying to help um, boys about that, which is which has been great to be honest. No, that's really good. Um, It'd be good to actually um, uh, uh, grab some of those articles, just because obviously, as you can imagine, there's a lot of rugby players out there in the same kind of boat from the grassroots upwards. So it'd be great if we can get a copy of some of those articles, just so we can push them out and say, guys, yeah. these have been great. Um, I've got another scenario for you. Yeah. Um, so I asked this of uh, Lewis Ledlow, um, obviously foster player, um, the other day. Yeah. Um, right, so the scenario is you're in lockdown, this is absolute lockdown, you can't yeah. leave the house at all, people are bringing you food, you, you've got to stay there for two weeks solid. Yeah. Uh, out of any player you've played with, past or present, um, who would be the worst player you would hate to be stuck in lockdown with and why? Uh, Marlon Yard. Straight <laughs> <laughs> in there with Yardy. <laughs> he's he's actually a good friend of mine but i've known him for so long and he's got so many bad habits and, uh, that i couldn't I, like so i lived with him for one year and he'd be the kind of guy where obviously this wouldn't be a problem in isolation but um i'd like I'd go up to my room and a couple of t-shirts would just sort of be missing any idea sort of what's going on I go in Marlon's room and he's got four of my t-shirts all just in his on the floor and he's been he was like oh yeah sorry mate I was gonna say but I forgot and all this and he's got four of my t-shirts in there Um, doesn't wash up anything at all either Um, yeah I mean I love him but he's he's a nightmare at the same time sorry it's a flip side side. yeah I was gonna say on on the flip side who would who would make it a dream who who could you Happily move in there with tomorrow and, and uh, do it for four weeks. Jeff Williams. So yardage, Jeff right Williams. No, 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 no. <laughs> no Mar- Marlon's staying in the bad. He's not getting out of there. Um, yeah, Jeff Williams for me. And why would he make it good? Because we were, we were roomies and sevens. He's now, um, he's one of my best mates. 
we would we when we were sort of rooming together we'd pretty much just be almost like in isolation anyway when you're stuck in your hotel rooms watching a lot of documentaries um and uh yeah we get on we get on really well and uh he's just a funny bloke to be around so keep me entertained excellent good news so yeah we'll uh we'll come to half an hour mark what's i just want to uh thank you very much for joining us obviously you know really appreciate you coming on the show and helping us spread the message um so yeah thanks very much and uh hopefully we'll get the season back up and running and see you running a few more tries thanks mate no no problem guys thank you very much for having me thanks for coming on win again please perfect what's tk saying now <laughs> to start winning again. Yeah, mate. Well, hopefully, the season starts again. And we kick on because I think I don't know where we are. I think we're fifth at the moment. Fifth or sixth? No, we're sixth. So yeah. Um. So we can get there. You know, a couple more wins. We're flying. And with yeah. with Newcastle coming up, is there anyone that you've looked at in their squad thinking a week could be an issue? Uh, Sonotti always yeah. <laughs> every time yeah. he's, uh, he's a quality guy uh, we got him really well when he was at Newcastle uh, when I was at Newcastle sorry but um, yeah he's uh, a really really good bloke but he's also not that fun to play against perfect so yeah thanks very much Marcus oh go on JK again I was just wondering when were you at the same around the same time as Danny Caprice was there at um, in the sevens, or was he before you? No, he. I was. I was. Uh, yeah, he was there for uh, my first two years, or first year. Ah, me and Danny went to school together. That's... Oh, well, hold on. I'm trying to remember what school. I know what school he went to. Was it? It wasn't Oakland's, no. No. Secondary school. Went to school in Kent. Yeah, chat and grammar for boys. Ah, oh, I wouldn't have got that actually. Yeah, me, me and him were uh, same year, played rugby and. We were the best uh, under fifth, under 16s <laughs> in he's, history. He's a very good guy, but I've not spoken to him in a very long time, actually. That was in play- Sussex the last I saw, like Hove Brighton way, doing their backs coaching or head coaching or something. Oh, like right, because he was in Australia for a while, and then I knew he came back, but yeah, what's happened since then. Last time I played with him was horrific, actually. He broke his ankle really badly in Singapore. Um, yeah, and then I think he tried rugby league for a bit, but went to Bradford Bulls on the trial. Did he? Yeah. yeah. I'm and surprised. Then, he, then, I'm then, surprised then, then the then the horrific horrific London Welsh debut in the Premiership uh, where he got gets himself carded. Yeah, geez. he's a good player as well, mate. Really oh, good rapid, player. Absolutely rapid. Yeah. Quality seven. I mean, he's player. a good lad to be fair. Him and his family are really good people. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He is. Perfect. That's it. Perfect. Right. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no, 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 no